Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to Thank You, Saturn, with me, Fern Angel Beattie. Thank You, Saturn is a fortnightly podcast on the lesser-discussed topic of the quarter-life crisis. Saturn is the teacher planet, taking on average 30 years to orbit planet Earth. By the time it arrives back to the position it was in when we were born, we are expected to have learned important lessons from the first quarter of our life and be on our intended path. If we are not, this age can be difficult, as Saturn forces us to confront our fears, uprooting our lives in all kinds of ways to push us in the right direction. This is not punishment, but tough love, so if we heed its warnings, once it's off on its galactic trajectory once more, we can finally say, thank you Saturn. I take a look at our guests' birth charts to see whereabouts their Saturn is placed and compare the predictions of this placement to our guests' reality. Our guest today is the beautifully talented, one and only, Blimes Brixton. Blimes is a rapper from the Bay Area with tracks under her belt such as Look At Me Now, the viral sensation Come Correct with Gifted Gab and Hot Damn featuring none other than Method Man from Wu-Tang. New album with Gifted Gab called Talk About It is out now. Blimes is an incredible lyricist with the biggest heart and toughest work ethic I've ever known and I bloody love her. Blimes, how are you? Man, um, you know, I think considering the circumstances of our current lives, I'm as good as one can be for the moment. It's a lot to take in. And, you know, I choose kind of to be on the um, hopeful side of things, the positive side of things most of the time. Doesn't mean that my defenses are down. Our defenses are down from taking in, you know, the the extreme information. Yeah, because you're a huge empath. I know I, I can tell that like you soak up everything don't you you're so positive but I mean like you're not superhuman so it's crazy I found myself like just and I'm sure everybody else is in the same boat but just scrolling into like the wee hours of the night even though I wake up super early every day like I just find myself distracting 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 constantly or looking 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 for more and I think it's probably because it's it's a difficult time to process so being still and putting it down and being away from all of the information is hard because there's just so much. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's actually like being in America because obviously we've had we've had a similar conversation. But what's it like being in it? It, yeah. it must be so crazy. It's uh, it's like a dream. It's like a movie. It's like um, nothing I ever imagined I would encounter in my lifetime. And my friend and I, um, my friend and I, who's mixed race, she's uh, half black and half white. We were sitting, we've been friends since we were 16 and we were sitting, you know, having some food like one or two days or three days after the protests really, really started. And we were just looking at each other like, bruh, did you ever think this would happen in our lifetime? And we were both like, no, like, this is the shit. This is the change we thought would have to come years and years and years down the line. But yeah. it's so, it's such a opportune moment. It's such a, it's such like the the compacted result of having everybody at home on lockdown for the pandemic, and you know the amount of brute force used in the killing of. George Floyd just was this opportune moment where people were available to to yeah to think about it and act yeah a hundred percent because otherwise people are just too distracted in their daily life it's like we've been in a greenhouse and then it's suddenly just combusted all this stuff boiling and boiling over time and then it's just exploded that's why I that's why I choose to stay on the positive side of it sure it's really really unfortunate 
that people have had to die. It's really, really, really unfortunate that people are uncomfortable and that extreme trauma is taking place in front of our eyes, but change had to happen. I don't know how me for a privileged white cis female, you know, I'm, I'm queer for those who are listening. I'm gay as fuck and I'm super dykey and I've been really gay since I was a kid. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So sure, I deal with those, you know, so sure, I deal with prejudices that come from that. But nothing compared to, you know, our black brothers and sisters or even our black queer brothers and sisters. But um, me as a white cis female, I don't know how I could have continued pre-pandemic on the path of work and and head down focus or um, this mentality of go, go, go that I was on. So like it was, and, 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 you know, and that's, I know I'm saying that from a place of privilege. So like, I can't imagine like, you know, people that, you know, are, 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 you know, working, just don't see the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. And so it's actually kind of beautiful to look at this, you know, pandemic as this time of, huge 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 awakening yeah hopefully this is the the one though because what you don't want is obviously like this to then just die down and then in a few years the same shit happens like if this is it you can keep looking on that positive side that okay we're going through all this shit now and it's really condensed but this is because it's going to be the catalyst and like i think more than anything what what people have realized is like it's not enough to not be racist you have to, because people will be like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I've never been racist, but you have to actively be anti-racist because your complacency is what keeps shit happening. Like that when you let people get away with it. So I think that like constant conversations. Totally. Yeah. It's so easy to sit comfortably mm-hmm. and not say anything, not act on anything, not move, you know, but you have to, you have to take action, you know? Yeah. So yeah, here we are in the middle of, a pandemic, a global uprising, or a revolution, I hope, um, you know, to change civil civil rights in this country, you mm-hmm. know, and, and treatment of humans in this world. I really hope that's where we're at. Yep. And I'm going to do my best, absolute best, to, to forward that movement. And on more positive note, your album has just come out. I've yes. fucking listened to it four times already. I love it. Talk about it. And it's by Blinds and Gab. So that's Blinds and her musical partner, Gifted Gab. Both of them are super talented. And I've been looking forward to this for ages. My favourite are Baptism and Magic. One good thing to come out of all this. Yeah, I think we need music right now. I think music is is empowering and healing. And I think people need to like cleanse their palates or or get amped up to do the work they're doing and, or need, you know, music is therapy for me. I put on a song when I'm going through it that I can put on a song 200 times and I associate it with healing that moment, that feeling, you know? And so if our music is able to do that, which people have shared that it is right now, then that's, that's success for me. You know, like Mm -hmm. if music is, music is a tool for me for healing and I get to give that gift back to people, like that's the shit, that's the shit right there. So it feels really good to have music out that people are respecting um i often pray and and meditate and you know um use you know the magic of manifestation around um and ask for from the universe um around being respected not being famous or rich yeah uh, being respected for my craft because i value that a lot more than than i value you know monetary stature mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, it'd be really nice to to have a house and a financial stability, which either neither of I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. So, really sick to have both of those things. I don't uh, doubt that it's going to come for you because it, if it's so weird, if you look back to when we first met, which was 2015, and like mm-hmm. I now, and I remember when you'd be like, "I'm dri-, you were driving a school bus, weren't you? Was it a school bus? And then you were doing Uber, and you were like, "I'm going to be at this like." really cool event tonight and it's crazy to think like what I'm doing in the day and then and you just never stop working and then the more you work the more comes to fruition and it's so nice to be able to see that as your friend even from like overseas the way things have just progressed oh man that means the world I mean you've got method man on your friggin' (laughs) like what the fuck yeah man vets we got vets and that's you know that's like how I know that the power of you know um 
asking for help from the universe or your ancestors or wherever you go spiritually. That's how I know that. And I'm going to say prayer just as like an all intensive word. And I don't mean it as like a biblical, yeah. uh, in a biblical sense, but like um, the power of prayer works because that's one of the things that I wrote down is to be respected by the greats in my industry. Yeah. And, and they have come out of the woodworks based on what they've heard from, from myself and what they've heard from Gab and I and, I'm so grateful for that. So if we can get the old school heads, the hip hop purists, the fucking, you know, I would say the skeptics of the of the new school, of the new generation uh, on our team, then we're doing something right. And I'm really grateful for that. And go listen to talk about it. It speaks for itself. We got some empowering, you know, uplifting, you know, fight songs for the for the movement. You got some. I made it. I'm feeling good. You know, uh, happy bops. You got some love makers. You got some baby <laughs> makers. So go listen to it. It's it's old school. It, ma- it makes you feel like you're in the '90s, uh, but also definitely showcases our ability to stay current. So your Shelley's you. your your Shelley's video is like so '90s, Saved by the Bell. Uh, it was so fun. What a fun day. It looked it. I'm excited for it. Thank you, Fern. I'm so happy to talk to you. Today. I'm happy to talk to you too. It's funny that you mentioned about the um, the setting intentions and putting things out into the universe because, so I don't know if you, well, you would know actually because the whole thing started when I was with you. So the reason I started this podcast is because after a breakup, which you were actually there for, it's crazy how much of our lives we've shared together. So <laughs> Blimes lives in LA. Well, do you still live in LA? Yeah. Yep. LA and then my partner's in Minneapolis so I'm I'm in LA full-time but I go to Minneapolis often yeah so when I was obviously with you when I had my breakup and then that spiraled into like such a dark time for me and Mm -hmm. I managed to turn it all into the best thing that would ever happen to me but it wasn't passive it was like I can't come out of this in the same place I was before or even a little bit better this has to be the biggest revamp of my life and I remember googling the Saturn return no I googled why did my life fall apart at 27 or something? And then the 27 <laughs> Club came up and then the Saturn return. And then I read about how you can have challenges in your late 20s, early 30s because of this, the placement of Saturn that kind of gives you challenges to overcome if you haven't let yet learnt your lesson. And then mm-hmm. in the long run, if you take heed of them and change your life, it can be for the better. So I kind of was able to place blame on that, like, oh, that's happened because this is my Saturn return, which even if it was just some astrological bullshit that people don't believe in it, it helps you move forward. So I wanted to start this podcast to share with pe- other people who've had similar experience in their late 20s, like of shit times. And you can often find from your birth chart how um, this corresponds, like there's predictions and it corresponds to people's lives. So I looked up yours. Let's do it. January 2019 to October 2019. So really not that long ago. And your Saturn is in Capricorn okay. and your Saturn is in the eighth house. So what were you actually doing between January in October 2019 was that a time of struggle for you um I would say I would say it was a time of like extreme growth and um shift there was a big shift definitely a big shift I was in and out yeah I was in and out of a um relationship that I was trying desperately to make work that wasn't working over and over again I was getting sober I was learning how to live life without drugs and alcohol without a dependence on you know, a crutch, an escape. So I was learning how to live completely in the moment, every moment. I was definitely going through a huge transition in my career where I was in, we were in an uncomfortable business situation, scared, unaware, not knowing how to get out of it and how to get ourselves out of it. So Huge, huge time for learning, growth, empowerment, independence, bossing the fuck up, leveling the fuck up, finding self-worth, knowing self-worth, realizing self-worth, which had been a huge, huge, huge struggle for me uh, up until that point. So that's interesting because when I first started this, I assumed that 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 period of time would be the time when everything went wrong. But what I've noticed from talking to more people is that that's the time where they managed to utilize everything they learned. And quite a lot of people actually had positive experiences during that time. And it was just after a bad period or that was where they managed to be like, actually, fuck this. I know how to deal with this now from the tools in my toolbox. Would you say that's the same for you? I would say I was I was picking up those tools this that whole period. So I wouldn't say that I knew exactly how to deal with it. But I would say that that was the culmination of that was the, sh- the, 
the shifting time period was like can't do can't can't live the way I was living before mm-hmm. something needs to change yeah absolutely has to change it was too uncomfortable so yeah I would say my Saturn return was the period of the most enlightenment around needing the tools yeah I need tools let me find them with your saturn in capricorn that there's a passage here that says saturn is the ruler of capricorn if your saturn is in capricorn you have tremendous potential for success and are very ambitious the problem is that your brooding and worries get in the way you torment yourself am i on the right path am i on the wrong path am i too tough or not tough enough you hesitate that mountain over there is it too big you have moments where you feel weak and afraid and this can make you controlling rather than in control big difference I feel attacked. (laughs) (laughs) You may excel in your profession, but fear the mountain of relationship, the mountain of love, of family, of self-development. There are all kinds of ways not to climb. Your lessons are less fret and more stiff upper lip. Less in touch with your every mood and more get the job done. Capricorn's sun keeps their cool, but Saturn in Capricorn needs to learn this. You must find your place and home in the world of work. Saturn will try to scare you away from the task of making a a living, but persist, you must. You don't want to be the boss, but must learn to be the boss. Being a boss is not the same as being bossy. Learn to stay strong when things go wrong. So how does that resonate with you? It resonates. (laughs) Let me tell you. Wow. Um, That's spot on. I feel completely red. Jeez freaky isn't it the, especially the bit where it's like saturn will try to scare you away from the task of making a living but position you must now i think for artists musicians any creative type it's hard to stay on track because there are so many times where you think shall i just give this all up and get like a steady job and you have i'd say more obstacles in that sense to keep pursuing it and you always have like you've been super persistent but have, has there been times in the past where you thought i'm gonna pack this all in 100 100 um there's been many times that i felt that way Particularly, um, I remember a time when I, as an artist, if we're talking about it in terms of, of, of artists, which I guess is really one of the biggest parts of my identity, um, there was a time where I was like, I needed to, I wanted to rebrand uh, a way. I was a battle rapper growing up. I, I got, I earned my respect in, in battle rapping and I paid my dues in battle rapping, which is really vicious. Um, if you're listening and don't know what that is, it's like, you know, uh, insult battles. So you're just insulting each other. Um, you're rhyming insults, uh, oftentimes completely made up on the spot. And sometimes when you get further up in the leagues of battling, I started on the schoolyard at 12, just, um, for fun or for lunch money with friends, but it can get, you can take it to a level of professional uh, degree because of YouTube. They film these battles and host events and it became, you know, it became a, a whole scene. And uh, I was battle rapping and realized that it was an act and it was not an al- alignment with who I am as a person. Like I love unity and community and celebrate like individualism and, and, diversity and you know it really was a sport that perpetuates stereotypes on Mm -hmm. a huge platform and is violent and is you know hella fake hella fucking fake because people are standing up to somebody in their face with this bravado with this aggression like basically saying i will kill your mom and family and you should see how big my guns are I have 700,000 guns to kill you with, you know, essentially that's the theme of it. And you're dumb and stupid and fat and uh, ugly and your race sucks pretty much is like what battle rap boils down to. And I was like, yo, 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 this is not aligned with me. And I shifted. I was like, yo, I got to get away from this. This isn't me. This isn't who I am at all. And it's a dangerous place to be. And I don't want to perpetuate this. So I got away from battle rap and needed to to rebrand. And in rebranding, I had learned that all of um, the internet was different than when I had started off as a rapper. When I had started off as a rapper, they show your stuff organically to people on your social media platform. So if I dropped a music video and I was one of the first people I knew um, that was just like an independent artist dropping music videos, I probably knew three other artists that were dropping music videos at the time that I started releasing videos around um, the age of, of 20, 19, 20. 
and social media platforms showed your stuff organically. So if I dropped a video, all my friends would see it. Yeah. They see it on their timeline. And so I was able to promote free and get a name for myself on the internet when I first started rapping. Didn't realize when I rebranded how hard it would be to get a new name for myself. I changed my name. I started fresh. I started a record label. I was rebranding and had this huge um, venture in my hands. Basically, all of this to say, it was extremely hard to start fresh. Very, yeah. very hard. And I was very discouraged. And I didn't know if I had it in me to start all over again. And I was ready to quit. And I was going through a breakup. I was so broke. I was so tired of the hustle. I was extremely sick in terms of mental and physical. Like I was drinking and using heavily. I had, you know, eating issues, eating disorder. Like it was just, I was worn the fuck down. And this I, was know, around 2015, 16, wasn't it? Because I remember yeah. this period, I came over to visit you. Yeah. Yeah. I was a mess, right? I mean, I didn't not, I guess at the time, I didn't think so. I knew you were having struggles and stuff, but only now that I can see how you are now that I guess looking back, yeah, sure. But you've always been so open hearted and warm. And I think you put on such a brave face and always positive that I, you can't really tell as an outsider, I guess. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and that's definitely a defense me mechanism uh -huh. for sure. That bubbliness. That's like, you know, you hear that all, you hear that comedians are really sad people, Yeah. you know, and they're the funniest because, you know, they've, they've learned how to um, transmute that pain or actually, I don't even know if it's transmute, but escape that pain through the laughter. Right. Yeah. I, I, you could tell through my dependence issues, whether it was on people or food or drugs or alcohol, whatever it was that I was not happy with the no, I was not comfortable in my own skin. I needed outside things to mm -hmm. make me feel well or validated or satiated. So all of that happening, I was ready to give up. I was ready to give up on music. I was so depressed. I was going through a really, really tough breakup with one of the people that I had become addicted to. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking back on it. We weren't matches. We weren't compatible. Like we weren't, we're not for each other. We're, we're, we respect each other now and we're in contact and, you know, it's, there's no bad feelings between us, but we were, we were, we were both going through it. We were both sick individuals trying to learn how to fucking yeah. cope, trying to cope, not being able to cope. And so it was just such a hard time going through that dependent ass breakup and, not knowing if there was space for me in the craft that I had dedicated so much time, energy, effort, funds to. I had no savings. Music is expensive. You have to pour every bit of extra money that you have into it, into promoting it, you know, through music videos, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I was so depressed and I didn't think I could make it. And I got a call from a TV show that Method Man was uh an executive producer on and a host on and they were like hey method man is a big fan of yours um and we want you to come down and meet him and that phone call changed my life thank um, fuck you didn't quit they always say it's darkest before the dawn isn't it just that little if you just hang on that little bit longer right what i do remember about you during that time was that because i think we're so we're so similar in that we're such romantics and i don't even mean always in the in the general romantic relationship sense but we've got such big hearts and i think we we want to make people happy we hate letting people down and i remember one thing about you at that time was that you you hated letting people down or you would find it harder to um put your foot down i guess both romantically but career wise i remember you were doing a few things at the time and like things weren't going right and you you wanted to put your foot down and you were like how do i say this without sounding rude but i think as time goes on and you realize how efficient it is to just cut through the bullshit and stand up for yourself that you're not being arrogant or rude and it's actually the often the people who are who are putting you in that position that need to think about how they're putting things forward, not you. Would you say you've got better at saying no to things you, you don't want to do? Totally, so much better. Um, and a big shift around that, actually, is it kind of loud? Can you hear the outside? No. People are like lighting off fireworks at eight o'clock in the morning, cause- Oh yeah, it's fucking 4th of July, isn't it? Los Angeles, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, 4th mm -hmm. of July. Yeah. End of the free. Um, but people are still happy to be using fireworks. Anyways, um, I 
what a huge, huge shift for that, for, for being in being direct in the ability to be direct is to what's helped me a lot. The way somebody framed it for me was that they said, you're doing somebody a favor by letting them know directly how you feel. Yeah. It is just as much a service to you as it is to the other person Mm -hmm. to let them know where you stand. Yeah. Because often the other person doesn't know sometimes. Right. And it was, you know, I was, it was very codependent of me, very people pleaser of me, which I'm learning, you know, it doesn't do anybody any favors Mm -hmm. because it's oftentimes fake to be such a people pleaser that you're a yes man, that you say yes to things that you don't want to do, that you run yourself ragged. And it's coming essentially from a self-centered place and a, and a fear of failure and perfectionism. Yeah. I want to be perfect an ego place. I want to be perfect. And I want people to like me as well is a big exactly. one. Uh-huh. And letting go of that perfectionism, letting go of the idea that you have to be this uh, loved, liked, kind person all the time is a huge relief. So yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for asking that. And like, you know, with that whole story about getting the call from Method Man, that would change my life. You know, that uh, the song he he offered to do a collaborate he was like we met and he was like I fucking love you blimes like you're one of my favorite battle rappers to ever do it and like your music is hella tight so let me know if you need a feature or anything like he was literally like I got you on anything and we did a song together we did a music video together that went on my album the remix of it is now on the gifted Gavin blimes album talk about it but that song changed my life that song definitely cemented my name in hip-hop for sure and all that to say, the, the day I met him felt like a mountain. The day I met him, I wanted to give up, you know, That's and you're crazy. Yeah. that, that idea of, of the mountain being too big to climb is so prevalent in my life. And that mountain was there for so long. And the shift happened last year in the Saturn return was just like a little bit every day, just yeah. a little, just a little bit every day. And also I'm not in charge of how I get to the top of the mountain. It's not my job to worry about how I get to the mountain. It's my job to worry about how I get through today. Yeah. The rest is done. The Just rest put is one written. foot in front of each other. Yeah. And then suddenly you're at the top of the mountain. You're like, oh, now I get my reward. Yeah. That part. There's a paragraph here about your challenge how to take charge without being dictatorial. You're great at feeding us and loving us, but lose your footing when it's time to put your foot down. You don't trust your own power, so you'll push too hard. You don't trust what you believe is true, so you'll over-discipline or not discipline enough. Sometimes you simply give too much. This is what we were just saying. Some may even say you're not tough enough, but give until you're sore and have nothing left. You have days, months, years where you spend your time and energy without thinking. Learn to save, learn to wait. Your goals and ambitions take time and you will value the results more if they don't arrive immediately. Again, we just said that. Capricorn knows this, but Saturn in Capricorn will learn it. I ask for humility and grace every day. And so I need to be willing and accepting to keep learning it. And that's terrifying because to learn humility is painful. You know, your ego is bashed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I'm up for the challenge of continuing to learn it because the process of learning it thus far has been beautifully rewarding. I will, I will accept, 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 accept until I cannot take it anymore and then maybe act reactionary you know how to react uh-huh. uh reactionarily i don't know if that's a word <laughs> i know what you mean though and then everyone's like what the fuck that was so out of character because you just let it simmer for so long exactly so the the, the line between being a boss and being bossy is something that is very hard for me to walk and i have received criticism for in the past you know and i had to have a very I had to have a very direct conversation with my manager yesterday that I love and trust. And he, you know, loves and trusts me and we care about each other a lot. And I definitely have a tendency to micromanage and to control Mm -hmm. because of who I am at the core. I think a lot to do with, you know, my chart. And I think a lot to do with, you know, the way that I grew up and having to kind of take you know, my future into my own hands and really, really be self-reliant and independent because of the lack of, you know, resources that I had, not because my parents didn't try or didn't care or didn't love me, but just because of the lack of, of knowledge and resources they had for the, um, 
academic structure and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, financial, you know, literacy, et cetera, et cetera. So I had to learn a lot of this on my own um, and felt pressure, you know, and worry to do it from a young age. And I think a lot of that does have to do with my sign. Um, do you so think the, um, the, the, the comparison between like, this even discipline as well, like over-disciplining or not disciplining enough. Are you quite an all or nothing person? Yes. Because of, I guess, I'm, I'm similar, like perfectionism. So it's like, if I can't do everything, if I can't have control of everything, then I can kind of just be like, fuck it. Yeah. And how do you cope with that? Yeah. It's like, I've got better with it with age. I think a lot of people do because you just realize like nothing's ever going to be perfect and you're just wasting time if not. But I can see now that you're super disciplined in like self-care, which obviously you can't pull you can't it's really funny I just said obviously in, in the last podcast episode someone was like you you should give me a tenner from the amount of times you say obviously and I just clocked I said it again um, <laughs> I say obviously a lot but you um you can't pour from an empty cup and I think you what I can see from when I talk to you and through your social media posts is that you put in the time now to make sure you're going for a run as often as possible like you're looking after your body and your health and you seem really disciplined and I think would you say that's fed through into not only your career but the way you love yourself you're now in what I see as a really healthy relationship I think both of us are and it's nice for us to see that we've come this far when we've been privy to the other relationships we've had along the years do you say would you say that at the moment you're in a really good place of discipline and absolutely um Mm. I definitely you know feel you know let me let me be clear that it's not a perfect place of discipline you know currently right now like I haven't worked out in a week and I can feel it but Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that like I am in a I'm in a place where I know now like that's part of my formula to feeling good and happy is that workout is that, yeah. you know, the, the um, chemical effect on my brain that a workout has every day or whatever or mm-hmm. every other day. Um, but what I do, what I am really strict about and it's 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 all like balancing the scales because I do have self-care no matter what always. So whether it's meditation, um, journaling, um, you know, service work as self-care or exercising, breathing, breath work, you know, yoga, nature, physical, you know, exertion as self-care. I always have one. I'm doing the best when I have both, Yeah, (laughs) but I've always got one and it keeps me, um, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me able to walk that line between boss and bossy way easier because I'm, I have clarity. I have guidance. I have open channel to like be able to hear information clearer without all the chatter of my, you know, crazy ass mind all the time. Um, Journaling has really helped and I'm not perfect at it, but journaling when I'm journaling daily, I feel really serene and clear and able to show up for the things in my life without being distracted from the the to-do list and the chatter so journaling is a big help and then um you know that physical activity discipline is prevalent in the way that i know that i have to take care of myself yeah and always doing the same thing to take care of myself no it's it's ever shifting especially during lockdown i mean you would have had to make it shift because you couldn't you can't do a lot of what you were saying i mean obviously you can always make time to meditate and i guess you probably did a lot of journaling but you were with someone and a little baby like you must have been like at times damn i need to remember to keep grounded because you get challenged don't you totally yeah and if you're listening and, and don't follow me on social media which you can my social media is my Instagram is at Blimes Brixton, B-L-I-M-E-S Brixton, B-R-I-X-T-O-N. Um, and my group is at Blimes and Gab. But um, if you don't follow me on social media, if you've never heard of me, I um, my story has changed vastly in the last year where I my partner had a baby and uh, I was unexpecting of being a parent. And I have become a parent in the last uh, seven months. We have a seven and a half month old son. And um we were on lockdown together. Um, so yes. Uh, oh, adorable. I met him on FaceTime. Yeah. Hello. It's very unpredictable. You have no agency over your own schedule. So <laughs> you just have to fit it in where you can, the self-care when you have uh, a baby that needs your attention at all times. 
What I love about um, it's so nice to see both of us having come out of lockdown still really good in our relationships because again that's a proper test yeah. how and are you how is yours loving it yeah I'm, I'm loving it i don't want things to go back to normal we're living together now yeah yeah well pretty pretty much i mean i'm i've gone back to see my parents a couple of times a lot of my stuff's at my parents but for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes yeah i've loved every second of it you look you look like it you oh good like thank you happy healthy and glowing thanks that's so nice I spoke to my friend the other day and she said um she's like my mentor more than anything she's a a bit older than me but um every time I speak to her she kind of psychoanalyzes me and it freaks me out a bit and I remember in my last relationship she was like stop feeding the dragon you're so aggressive like everything you say when you talk to me you snap and then I spoke to her the other day and she was like you're so calm it's so nice to hear I was like thank you (laughs) mum that's beautiful I love I love friends that'll hold a mirror yeah yeah, she does it a lot. Um, so the last section, this is about what house your Saturn is in. It's in the, is it 8th or 10th? Let me just check. It's in the 8th. And that's all about the occult. One prominent theme of the 8th house is the occult and paranormal. Saturn in the 8th house has both interest and ability with these topics, but an added hesitation that you would not be good at them or should stay away. You may find there is a barrier or you do not have time to pursue these studies. One of your jobs in this life is to become an authority in these deep, spooky realms. One thing for certain is once you overcome your fear or make friends with this obsession, you will go far. Are you brave enough? The eighth house is not for the faint of heart, but you will want to train. Saturn always does. You do not believe you can achieve this, but the eighth house pull is strong, obsessive and compulsive. Don't be scared off. You can learn to work with the energies to master them instead of them mastering you. So when I read that, I don't really see it straight away as like ghosts and Ouija boards and shit. I think of it as like universal energies and the the paranormal in that sense and that there's something greater than and in that sense i feel like that would appeal to you i need to light my i need to light my my crystal candle here for this <laughs> see my all my my little shrine everywhere in my house you go there's there's crystals and energy receptors um it's crazy i definitely keep it at arm's distance and so that that uh that passage read me again because I have not fully embraced it. I just know that I have a connection to energetic work. Love, I love how accurate this all is. It's so accurate for and, and I want to thank you for like, you know, for the service that you're doing me today by like <laughs> reading me all this stuff because this is this is me having to look at it in the eye, you know, and having to, to face it and having to face how accurate and helpful this information can be to have. And I remember when you were explaining the concept of the show and I was reading about the show and you were like, it was such a relief to know that there was answers to why I was feeling the way I was feeling and what I was going through. And like, yeah, it's true. It's like this, all this information can really be helpful. I appreciate you bringing it all to light, but yes, I have been keeping it at arm's distance. When I um, last came to visit you, I remember you'd run me like baths with crystals if I was feeling stressed because I was arguing with my partner at the time a lot and you were so sweet and we would do our... We, we would do our new moon um, intentions like and on the full moon release everything. And I always get this confused. On the full moon, you release. Mm-hmm. And on the new moon, you set your intentions. That's it, yeah. And I remember we would just like put music on, dim the lights and just not talk for about half an hour or so and just do all our journaling. And then we would set fire to it. And then once we had to flush it down the toilet because it like started going up in flames, we were like, oh shit, wasn't quite as uh, beautiful and romantic as we thought it would be. <laughs> But, um, I love doing that. Like you said, it's like meditation. Even even if n- none of this means anything, even for people who don't believe in it, I'd really encourage it because it, even just for a mental exercise, it just really clears your head. And intention setting gives you motivation to take action. So mm-hmm. even if you believe, even if you don't believe that there's a power greater than you taking hold of your life, and even if you believe that it's all up to you just by setting intention, just by writing it out, just by processing it on paper, you are already moving towards the action of making it happen. Also, when you get all the crystals and stuff, they make your house look so pretty. So it's worth it. I love that when you just showed me your camera. So for those obviously who can't see this, I just said, obviously again, when then Blimes just moved her camera. What's that? Great question. I don't know. (laughs) My mom gave it to me and it's beautiful. My mom, so I'm lucky enough to have a mom that is 
well-read versed and studied in crystals you know like she's a total crystal lady like she you can catch her in the book reading about her crystals every morning you can catch her shout out chris mcdonald makeup hi chris hi mama at the shop at the crystal shop you know uh just finding new she's she's a healer and she's a believer uh, of the power of the healing power and energies and properties of crystals and stones so she is very very much uh up on game and puts me up on game uh on on crystals um and i have definitely seen miracles happen in my life and have to make connections because i don't know how the fuck i got here yeah i don't know how the fuck i'm living my actual dream oh it's been so beautiful to watch as your friend like honestly i couldn't be prouder of you and more than anything the way you just get up every day and you've got such a smile on your face even if you're not feeling that way whenever i talk to you i feel so much better about everything my mom even says the same like when you come on facetime and my mom's in the background she's like sam and her smile oh that's so sweet i just i truly i'm not saying just like you, bud. Like, you know, I'm just trying to get like you, homie. Like, I truly feel the same about you, Fern. So, thank you. That's probably why we, you know, why we are friends. Because we need those people in our lives, too. You know? Yeah. yeah. And we've done well. Like, I, I see you. You've met Christina before some of my friends have. Like, I still managed to see you pretty much. I think this year probably will be a write-off, considering. But I've managed to see yeah. you every year, sometimes more since we've met. Last year, just in the nick of time. Fern, remember when we were going to start a savings account just so that we could yeah. and we were going to fill it and whoever got like, whoever had more freedom to travel was going to take the ticket. Just Damn, so we, we need to start that up again sometime when life's back to school. I've got one going, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely have a, have a ticket or two in my, in my account right now. Where are you savings. going? Where? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saving. I mean, I I have savings for life and then I have a a small little savings for something nice. Oh, fuck. We said Japan, didn't we? You, because you were, were you going to go with your partner? And then I said, yeah, I was going to go, but that, um, that, um, that, um, world. Um, but I don't know. It'd be really lovely to take Sophia and the baby to come see, you know, London. That'd be cool. We'd love that not in the city proper anymore are you no but like 15 minutes away i mean considering the amount of time it would take us to get into london whenever we had to go out um it's the same you wouldn't notice a difference so before i let you go so just one more question considering how you were when you were in your early 20s or even mid 20s when we first met and now what's the biggest change you've had and in yourself and the biggest lesson you've learned i would say a level of The biggest change in myself is probably a level of right-sizedness. I would say for so long, I walked the line between I'm not shit or I am the shit. And it was, sorry, I didn't walk the line. It was either one or the other. And I would say in my, you know, learnings and growth and, and, and what I've encountered in the past year and through Saturn return, uh, I've really gotten right-sized um and so i don't feel i I have a level of self-worth that keeps me in the middle i'm confident but humble and i never had that in my life before i was completely overcompensating in the moments that i did probably come off confident for my severe uh lack of self-confidence and now i feel like i know my worth i know my craft um i'm learning myself all of this to say there's so much more left to learn and i'm never done with that work but it is really relieving to know that i don't have to be ever searching for um fulfillment in outside entities because i feel fulfilled within knowing myself so um self Self-exploration and awareness has led me to become much more right-sized where I feel not too big and not too small for any uh, any one given task. I love that answer. I've never even heard that before, right-sizedness. That's beautiful. Thanks, Thank Sammy. And I'm happy you're there. Thanks, Karen. You're one of my truest, realest friends and um, just 
an absolute light in my life. So thank you for doing the work that you're doing and helping people to understand uh, their process, their life, their hardships a little bit clearer. I can't wait to listen to the show and to hear, you know, the rest of the guests. Oh, thanks, Sam. Everyone listen to Talk About It. Available everywhere now. Bye. That's all from Thank You Saturn this fortnight. You can follow Blimes Brixton both on Twitter and Instagram at Blimes, B-L-I-M-E-S Brixton, B-R-I-X-T-O-N. Talk About It is available on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your music. Big thank you to Ford Donnelly for the jingle, RHO for the artwork, and Eliza Einhorn for her book, The Little Book of Saturn. Please like, share and subscribe if you're interested, and I'll see you next fortnight. A few weeks have passed, but the Black Lives Matter movement is still as important, necessary and essential as ever. I'm 100% behind the movement. It was actually Blimes and Gab that alerted me to a number of different charities that you could donate to on Twitter. So many people were donating to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which was fantastic, but they actually said that they'd been overwhelmed with donations, obviously, as Minnesota was the main state where things were happening and where a lot of the uprising initially occurred. So a lot of the funds were going there, but we can't forget this is a both national and international pandemic in itself. A number of American ones that have been brought to my attention are, of course, the George Floyd Memorial Fund. There's also Black Visions Collective, a black, trans and queer-led organisation that is committed to dismantling systems of oppression and violence and shifting the public narrative to create transformative, long-term change. There's Reclaim the Block coalition that advocates for and invests in community-led safety initiatives in Minneapolis neighbourhoods. There's Unicorn Riot, a non-profit organisation that is dedicated to exposing the root causes of dynamic social and environmental issues, going beyond the surface and finding out what actually causes this. And Campaign Zero, an online platform and organisation that utilises research-based policy solutions to end police brutality in America. I chose to donate to Campaign Zero. This is because I'm quite a visual person. It was good for me to see exactly what they plan to do. If you visit the website, joincampaignzero.org, you can see they've got 10 different policies that they're planning to use the money to implement. There's the end broken windows policing, community oversight, limit use of force, independently investigate and prosecute, community representation, body cams, film the police, training, end for profit policing, demilitarisation and fair police union contracts. Now, Now, obviously, we're all learning as we go along. For example, even the Blackout Tuesday posts, at first, this seemed a good idea. And then we were informed that this could actually be silencing black voices because it's taking up space that doesn't actually offer any information. So I don't profess that this is the charity to donate to. In fact, I know that a number of the charities that have been listed have otherwise been criticized so I would suggest of course doing your own research before choosing which one to donate to because we're all learning as we go along and there's no shame in that as long as we acknowledge it and claim to do better. If you're strapped for cash right now or don't feel able financially to support these charities you can do a lower monthly donation which not only adds up even if you just donate the price of your coffee per month Say you donate a fiver a month, which, to be honest, that is the price of a coffee in London, pretty much. Throughout the year, what's that? 60 quid. And not only that, but when you look at your bank account every month and see that the money's been taken out, it reminds you that this is still an ongoing problem. It allows you not to forget. I'll also be including a link of petitions you can sign. Breonna Taylor's killers have still not been jailed. Then you have the tragic death of Elijah McLean in the UK, Nicole Smallman, Bieber Henry, Shukri Abdi, to name but a very, very few. I'll also include a list of literature about the history of racism, how we can help, and just to learn more about it by, of course, black authors. We don't need to hear any more white discourse on racism when it's not our story to tell. All that in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I like Blimes will do my best to do my bit for the movement and make sure it's not swept under the rug to resurface again in a few years with more tragedy. In order for us to remain positive during such a tumultuous year, this has to be it. This has to be the catalyst for change. I'm going to use this opportunity to plug a personal project I'm working on now. For those of you listening in America, you may be familiar with Right Bloody, especially if you're a writer, reader, spoken word artist, poet. It's the number one independent poetry publishing company in the US. I used to 
submit to them to get my work published for years when I was younger, not realising that because I lived in the UK, I couldn't actually fit the criteria. So after speaking to the founder, Derek Brown, I have finally launched the UK arm of that company, Right Bloody UK, where I'll now be looking out for poets and spoken word artists in the UK to publish, get their books into Waterstones, foils, try and really get a great platform for that type of art that we've got going on in the UK and get it to the position it's in in America where people go to spoken word nights just as often as they do gigs. So our first release is by an incredibly talented poet named Ollie O'Neill. Her first full-length collection, What We Are Given, is now available for pre-order at www.rightbloodyuk.co.uk. You can get 10% off on the first 100 copies, so get in there quick. And her work is stunning. It's about emotional inheritance, who we are, how we become who we are through the people and women specifically in this book that we meet along the way, who help us grow, who shape our experience. And in a way that's both painful but hopeful and her lyricism in the words she writes are just stunning really beautiful aesthetics in the book and I would just encourage everyone new or old to poetry to buy it it's not like the poetry you read or you studied for GCSE it's none of that Carol Ann Duffy Simon Armitage stuff if you're not into that even if you are into that it's not it's not boring at all people need to realize this buy the book or check out our Instagram or Twitter, right bloody UK, to see some snippets, even in video form, of Ollie's work. Thank you very much. the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.